Hi guys, welcome to another Saturday, the Cure Radio Show, that we are getting ready to start, and I really hope you guys will join us. So today, I will start with letting you know that it's a beautiful day. It's sunny, butterflies are flying around, and it's, it's a very blessed day, glad to be alive in sunny Florida. Of course, today we have a very interesting guest. We have Dr. Kat, or Katarina Rosenblatt. She is in the business of saving lives. Most importantly, those that are most precious among us are children. She works with the FBI. She's an amazing person, making a huge impact in the world and really making a difference, teaching and training law enforcement and helping eradicate human trafficking, especially child human trafficking. So, and also so she teaches us, she teaches parents, she teaches- I'm parents. only one call away. I'll be there to save the day Superman got nothing on me I'm only one call away Call me baby if you need a friend I just want to give you love Come on, come on, come on Reaching out to With Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo and the Cure. Thanks to God, He helps me focus on the strengths, not the weaknesses acquired. Our show is available live on radio, also live through our app, The Cure, on any smartphone, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com. We broadcast live from Miami through satellite, available on 35 radios throughout 11 states, and on Sirius XM channel 131, also live on social media. And after the show, any podcast player. This show is created to expose the truth, educate, and provide comfort. We provide testimonials to let people know that we're not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me. We also have experts and inspirational speakers. 
God was my only cure. Everything else had failed. So we hope to be a source, a helpful source for each other. Life is challenging, but always know there's hope because there is a God. He is omnipotent, happens to be our Father who loves us dearly. The song played earlier was One Call Away by Charlie Puth. And guys, this is the message that I get. Not to conform to this world, but to Jesus. Not by anger, but compassion in the midst of pain. Just as Jesus did when tortured and crucified. Seeing his way, we tackle storms despite any rain. If life is a game, we must play fair. God gets it when sinning we're not aware. Knowledge is bliss and also a responsibility. He corrects us, otherwise he doesn't care. Gentle are God's ways to optimize effects with repercussions but enough to understand. Saving all one call away as our Superman. Sending angels reaching out at his command. Being God's precious children since creation Prayer is the best weapon for temptation. Suffering is how we grow and stay humble. All that's evil and its minions will crumble. Today we'll talk about human trafficking and modern slavery with our special guest, Dr. Katarina Rosenblatt. Dr. Katarina Rosenblatt is living proof of the promise heard long ago at the Billy Graham Crusade that God would never forsake her. Katarina has a PhD in conflict analysis and resolution, has a graduate law degree in intercultural human rights, and works closely with law enforcement agencies such as the FBI and Homeland Security to eliminate human slavery. She also founded Stolen Ones, There is Hope for Me, that's H-O-P-E in company a nonprofit organization dedicating to freeing other victims of human trafficking. So for more information, you can find it at StolenOnes.com. Dr. Kat, welcome to The Cure. Super happy to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, and um, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, our website for services is there'shopeforme.org. StolenOnes.com is just for our speaking. However, um, we are available to be a resource to survivors through there'shopeforme.org. Thank you for mentioning those. Excellent. Thank you. Dr. Kat, how common is human trafficking in the U.S.? It's not only an issue for third world countries, right? Absolutely. I mean, when I did school outreach uh, to public schools, I found that one in three middle schoolers were being recruited and one in nine high schoolers. And here in South Florida, where we both are, <clears throat> I visited 19 different 
uh, middle school and high schools, and every single one of them had at least one, if not more, cases of trafficking that came forward. So I eventually did a tabulation, and I uh, spoke to the Department of Health and Human Services in Washington and SAMHSA, and I told them that if this small group of 300 students with 19 cases coming forward was any sampling of the larger problem in the entire country, that would mean over 5 million kids were at risk of trafficking and being recruited, and over a million children in the school system were actually being trafficked. Wow. And and children are targeted more often in the human trafficking, sex human trafficking business. What does that look like, the luring and the gaining trust or kidnapping of somebody? So trafficking takes on many different faces. You know, not every circumstance is the same. And as people will read in my personal memoirs, the book Stolen, I went through uh, four different trafficking experiences, three that I go into details about, and then a false modeling, um, because not all traffickers function the same. At first, I had a difficult um, time reconciling that with God. <laughs> you know, as I know, this is a Christian program, um, and I appreciate the opportunity to share that, but I, I had a hard time understanding why God would allow me to go through so many different trafficking experiences. And when I started helping survivors and hearing their stories, some of them were organized crime, some of them were in their middle school, like I experienced, some were sex tourism, which I also experienced, some were gang-related, which I was also in a gang. Some were involved in uh, family trafficking, which the one in my middle school, her dad was a trafficker. So, uh, and then also the false modeling, false boyfriend type relationship. So I realized soon that God had allowed me to escape all those situations with his help. Like you said in the beginning of the program, you know, everything we do is with his help. I believe that it was so that I could relate to these young men and women because we do help boys and girls. And um, as a result, they feel like somebody identifies with them and what they've gone through. I, I get you. I know where you're coming from. I went through a lot of things, maybe not as many as you. Uh, you, you do feel as if maybe God doesn't love you. <laughs> How can so many things happen? I just thought maybe I deserved it. Maybe I was a bad person, and I guess God can love everybody else, but not me, or He forgot me. Mm-hmm. And um, but then you realize that you weren't cursed; you were actually blessed, because mm-hmm. with what you've been through, you can help others. You can understand. Mm-hmm. There won't be a child that say, "Oh, well, you don't know what it's like." Oh, sometimes we do right. if we've been through it ourselves. Right. Actually, I have I have never had a child say, you don't know. In fact, they say, I'm so glad you do. Yes. You do understand. I'm so glad 
to talk to you. I'm so thankful. I'm so happy to have someone who understands because I don't pass judgment on them um, because of their past. I I know it's not their fault, and some people are quick to judge instead of trying to understand where did how did this happen? Where did this child get the idea that this was normal or get the understanding that they weren't valued or loved by somebody? And I appreciate so much what you said. You know, God does love us, and that's what my job is as a survivor leader with our faith-based nonprofit is to share that love, the love of God with survivors, and, and just through being non-judgmental, telling them that they're loved and they're created for a purpose, and um, they, they can tell when you're genuine and when you're not. Yeah, I have a theory with working with adolescents. Just be a sweetie pie. <laughs> that usually works. But when we return, we'll talk about vulnerability factors. That might make it easier for the American children. We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. She just wants to be beautiful. She goes unnoticed. She knows. No limits, she craves Attention, she praises An image, she prays to be Sculpted by the sculptor Oh, she don't see The light that's shining Deeper than the eyes can find it Maybe we are made a blind So she tries to cover up her pain And cut her woes away Cause cover girls don't cry After the face is made but there's a hope that's waiting for you in the dark You should know you're beautiful just the way you are And you don't have to change a thing The world could change its heart No scars, see you're beautiful The stars are we're beautiful And now we will continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back. This is Amy Cabo. Thanks for tuning in. Remember that you can listen to the radio show live through our app to Cure with Amy Cabo as a podcast. Just look for God is the Cure on any podcast platform. Also, Amy's latest book, based on the spiritual poems that you hear after each song, are available now, inspired by the Holy Ghost. The song that just played was Scars to Your Beautiful by Alessia Cara. And this is my take, guys. The more difficult, more worth it the person. Wild, stubborn stallions most likely win the race. More reason to trust God and praiseworthy the effort. When it comes to God and His works, this is His base. Beautifully, we are made to withstand pain. Scars don't define us, we always carry on. Thanks to God loving us and making sure we get by despite what the world has done. Never obvious everyone that truly counts. Exposed to dark is when their light will shine. 
Reborn with God is what our fate awaits. To prosper, come alive, and walk the line. God makes all his enemies fall to his feet. Worthy is the spotless lamb evil can't defeat. We are from God who overcame the world. Daily with him in compliance, we are complete. We are talking about human trafficking into sex slavery with special guest, Dr. Kat Rosenblatt, author of Stolen. Dr. Kat, right before we went into break, we were talking about maybe some vulnerability factors that may be taking place that, for, that make it easier for children to be lured into, into human trafficking. Is there such a thing? Yes, thank you. I absolutely love your song voice. <laughs> thank you. That song always ministers to me as a survivor of human trafficking. Um, the vulnerability factors, you know, the way traffickers function, this is their full-time job. This is their occupation and their job is studying their victims, studying their families, studying their patterns, studying where to find them, how to lure them in, how to groom them, how to get them to do what they want them to do. Their class act manipulators. And so for them, it's all a game, it's all a ruse to gain the trust of these innocent young people who eventually become exploited, their trust is exploited, their bodies are exploited, their hearts are exploited, their ability to live is then damaged in many ways because for them, for us, it's real. We believe that these People that come across as genuine friends or love interests are real. And so the vulnerability factor starts at home. If there is not a good foundation of love at home showing the genuine, true way uh, to feel loved and accepted and a sense of belonging, then you are leaving your child the vulnerability to be targeted by traffickers. And, and, and how do they, they discover this? Do they go into their social media, their TikTok, their snapshot? Are they complaining, nobody understands me, I feel so alone, my parents don't get me? Are they looking for those things to, to try to come in and be their hero? Yeah, and absolutely, but it's even more prevalent now because, um, you know, kids have been at home with parents during the pandemic, and now the kids are going back to school, and the parents are finally like, okay, I can breathe a little bit, but they're not as savvy with checking their online. It's like, parents are overwhelmed and so traffickers are targeting kids through their social media accounts befriending them even before when there was 
uh, lockdown in the pandemic, it was rampant because they would befriend them. They weren't going out with their friends. They weren't allowed to go anywhere. Well, so traffickers. Tell me, tell me this. Where are they most likely to be recruited? Online, for sure. Online? And Every also in school. Because I, you think if you put your child in homeschooling, they're safer because they're not going to get the bad influences of school or get picked up in school but it hit home it hit home and and i know this because they look at the the tiktok i had to take my daughter my 13 year old daughter's phone away because it, it just became dangerous i realized she was too young but yes we need to spy on our daughter's phone yes we need to look at their social TikTok media yeah, i mean they're they're, they're constantly it's looking at tiktok yes they're constantly looking for this and she ran into a pedophile that was introduced by another friend of hers on the phone and they, they go from child to child uh and they're very exposed and very open through their TikTok, they're looking for kids that are lonely, kids that are looking for love in the wrong places, and it's become very rampant. And a lot of times, you think your kids home because you have them home, but no, they can get them through them through the phone. It's 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 kind of crazy. And then they tell them, "Oh no, you can't see me. You can't see me." Well, what do you mean you you're having a boyfriend over the phone that you can't see? That's not normal. Well, then they become so desperate about wanting to see this person. Mom, let's go to New York. If I go to New York, I can see this person. Well, we we looked up the person. He's not in New York. He's in Georgia. So what is he trying to do? Make her so desperate to see him that she'll do anything? And then he was trying to alienate her from the parents. Oh, I don't feel comfortable with your mother. Your mother makes me nervous. So then it was trying to alienate her from the parents so that maybe she meets him in the park across the street because she's desperate to see him and now she can no longer trust me. And that's that's a, that's a setup. That's a great point. And that's actually the next book that I plan. I'm, I'm actually in the process of writing. I'm just looking for a publisher is warning signs for parents, what parents should do if their child is being targeted, how to protect their child, and what to do if your child becomes a victim of human trafficking. Because yeah, she was convinced. Telltale signs. Yeah, she was convinced that he was shy. She was convinced that, oh, he's a shy boy. This is normal. No, this is not normal. Kids don't know what's normal or not normal. And he probably was a 35-year-old grown man. So she ran into another one who says, and I said, don't speak to anyone unless they're talking to you on FaceTime or they're live on Zoom. Oh, no, this person can't because his friend died and he claims I'm insensitive. No, 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 no. That's another one. So we'll continue talking about this when we return. We will continue talking. Please give us a call at 866-34-TRUTH. We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure.
Yeah, so we just really had the thunder Ain't nobody else that I be under Beautiful, beautiful life right now Beautiful, beautiful night right now No, no, no Continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back to The Cure with Amy Cabo and Boris. Thank you for being with us. Remember, we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and the podcast, The Cure, or our website, GodIsTheCure.com. You guys also please check uh, Amy's latest book, Inspired by the Holy Ghost, which is a combination of the Christian poems that she does based on the songs in the show. It's really interesting and inspiring. That beautiful song was Beautiful by Bazzi. And this is my take. God's in the business of answered prayers these days, especially if we commit to what's right and pray. Just because we don't see what we think is good doesn't mean it's not happening a different way. Those who rescue kids are God's greatest angels. It's serving without expecting anything in return. Precious and loved are the innocent among us. It's from children we find so much we can learn. The meek associate with calm and serenity. The opposite causes division and agitation. Pride blinds, separates us from God. Humility unites and promotes holy transformation. Satan wants God blamed, even more so ourselves, to hold back our potential and keep the shame. Although pain and responsibility begets maturity, if fire is lost, God reveals himself in our flame. Beautiful we are to who awaits us in heaven. The more we survive, the bigger, the bigger impact we make those important to God Satan most wants to take amazing what God does since he died for our sake we are talking with special guest Dr. Kat Rosenblatt about human trafficking Dr. Kat luckily my daughter does talk to me and tells me things and in fact she would even defend us when this pedophile was trying to alienate her from us. For some reason, when one pedophile finds you, others come along, by the way. It's one after the other. That's why I had to remove the phone. But let's say we have parents, not every kid talks to their parents. And so what other, what are some of the warning signs that parents can pick up on from their children if it's not so obvious? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head, Amy, and I'm so proud of you, first of all. Let me applaud you and Boris for having that open dialogue with your daughter. It does start at home. That is the first line of defense. And although the schools are open now, schools cannot be uh, responsible for teaching your children these things. It starts in the home, but recruitment also happens at school. And so I think the first warning sign is if your child stops talking to you, if, you're, if you notice those subtle signs where you used to have conversation with your child like you did, 
and you picked up on subtleties, if you're in tune with your child and your child is most important to you, your family is most important to you, you're going to see the signs. You're going to see them coming home with expensive gifts or jewelry or handbags or iPhones or other, you know, their hair or nails done or other opportunities or trips to places that they have no business going to. Um, if you're not an aware parent, you're not going to notice those things. Uh, so don't be naive as a parent. And the minute you see those signs, engage. Have the difficult conversation with your child and let them know what a safe and unsafe person is. But it has to start in the home by you being that safe person. Well, this, this experience has taught me to dedicate at least 30 minutes to each child. You find a way, even if your day is busy. There's walks that we go, if we go for a walk, take your adolescent with you. I have two teenagers. You go for a nature drive, take your child with you, just to give them that opportunity to talk and also to try to make the time productive and teach them things about what dangers to look out for, what are the right things to do, what is the wrong things to do. Unfortunately, kids are so easily brainwashed and manipulated. Uh, I had explained to my daughter that to do a quick FaceTime, it takes two seconds. You can just FaceTime for two seconds. Everybody has two seconds. I don't care what excuse they're using. If they're not doing it, it's an excuse, and they're hiding something, and they're hiding something for a reason. So don't let your kids accept a friend that I cannot see. That, that's not a good sign. And, and that goes for women, too, that are adults, because trafficking happens not just to children, but to adults and um, dating. You know, I've heard and seen survivors get recruited uh, on plenty of fish, on dating sites, and whether they're in their teenagers or you know, um, a young adult, the, the traffickers use the same tactics and they want to recruit young women and young men and they don't always show their face and they get them to secluded locations. Well, yes, they'll send you a, 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 a phony picture. They'll send you a phony picture of a cute teenager. Mm -hmm. Oh, but where is he in real life? In real time? Where? Right. I, I want him in real time. I want him in FaceTime. I want him in Zoom. And sometimes if they're really good at computer, they can computer image where they can look younger. It's just, it's a very scary thing. But it's much harder. Right, and they make up a, a date. They plan to meet up at a place because of whatever um, excuse. They can't do a FaceTime. They can't, they don't have an iPhone or, or whatever. It's broken or something suspicious. I mean, kids ha and young people have to learn to trust their instincts, number one. Trust your instincts. Don't go alone with someone that you've never met. And by all means, tell your parents, tell your family, tell a friend where you're going so that if anything does happen, you are safe. There was a young lady in Coral Springs who went to meet someone at a Starbucks uh, that only her sister knew her uh, social media account and this young lady actually was meeting with a potential boyfriend but this boyfriend was a trafficker and they grabbed her and put her in the car they took her to the airport they had a ticket to fly her out of the country wow. to somewhere like Russia 
and only the sister had found her moments before they boarded the plane. The, wow. Her sister had her rescued in Coral Springs here in South Florida, and it was uh, a social media encounter. So you, they're not going to take uh, other chances. Once they meet you, they're going to take you right there. So you don't get to plan, okay, next time I'll get the police involved. No. You be wise the first time and don't go alone. So it's not even safe to have them pick your child up at the house or to meet them because they, they could still make pretend there's somebody nice and they're not. Oh, God, don't tell them your address. Never, yeah. never, ever tell anyone online where you live. Well, ever, can't they, can't they even track that? They can't they track that if the child uses their cell phone to speak to them? Can't they track? Because we did that. We triangulated the number, and we have been able to find people's addresses that way. All the child has to do is talk to a predator on the phone, on their cell phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and, you, and you have to turn the location off on your pictures that you post. You know, there's so many things to teach kids, and that's why I'm writing this new book, because... I just want to empower parents and families and young people how to stay safe because once you've gotten caught up into the life of sex trafficking, it's difficult to get out of it and to have a normal life again. So why go through that? Why not become uh, smarter, savvier than I was and don't become a victim at all? But by all means, trust your instincts trust your parents that they say they don't have a good feeling about this guy or this girl nine times out of ten they're they're accurate i remember there was a trafficker recruiting my daughter when she was in her first year of college and this young woman came to our house and i told my daughter there is something wrong with this girl i don't care if she is in high school she's a friend of a friend you are not going to be friends with her i just i had a gut feeling and sure enough, she wound up being a trafficker trying to recruit my daughter, and I kicked her out. I said, no, she's not going to have anything to do with you anymore. Yes, because and uh, God gives us intuition. Her. God gives us intuition. Mm -hmm. That's the Holy Spirit. Yep. And, and because, I was like, what's your intentions with my yeah. daughter? No way. And yeah, she and, didn't like that, and she got scared. And, and what's scary is that most traffic victims don't survive. We'll talk about that when we return. We will be right back with Amy Cabell and The Cure.
Hi again, and thanks for tuning in. We're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and on social media. Just look for God is the Cure. Also, as a podcast, The Cure with Amy Cabo. Yeah, that's her. And also, Amy just released a new book, Inspired by the Holy Ghost, which is a compilation of uh, some of her poems based on the popular songs in the show. It's very interesting. Look for it in Amazon. At least the first volume. Oh, God is the Cure.com. The song that just plays, played was Color by Manek and Haley Steinfeld. Steinfeld. And guys, this is my take. Many were burdened by the brutalities of life, losing hope and gave up until Jesus came around. Took some time, but unceasingly he kept trying, ensuring our growth to clear-minded and sound. We became better people, most grateful than ever. God brightened our world and made us more clever. Comfort that doesn't fade, always help on the way. Never a worry with our lives in his hands day by day. The sky once gray now has turned full color. A love that has grown for God like no other. A blessing being adored by our Heavenly Father. Living our best in truth and loving our brother. We depend on the Lord who is our every hope. The Alpha and Omega who dried every tear. Free of sadness and sickness taught us to cope, to fight death. Hail, Holy King, in heaven and here. We are continuing our conversation with our special guest, Dr. Kat Rosenblum, author of Stolen, talking about child trafficking and exploitation. Kat, right before we went into break, I had mentioned how this is really dangerous, scary business, and more so because I understand that most trafficking victims don't survive. Well, I think the statistics that are out there say that because there are so many factors that go into being trafficked. For example, I myself experienced drug addiction. Um, there were two girls that I helped rescue out of trafficking here in South Florida, but the trafficker had uh, caused two other young ladies to overdose, and they were murdered, basically. So overdose is a real um, possibility because traffickers don't care. Uh, as CDs, I was exposed to someone who had AIDS, and back then there was no hope for someone with AIDS, not like now there's medication. And so STDs is a real risk, um, as well as murder, um, to show as an example, or if you do something that don't want you to do that I experienced attempted murder when I didn't go along with the first trafficking experience and uh, again all that's in my book stolen people can go to my website www.thereishope.com 
for me.org to purchase a copy and it benefits the nonprofit. Um, suicide is another escape because some survivors, uh, it is overwhelming the uh, torture that they endure. So, um, you know, STDs, over, um, overdose. How about how about if they're trafficked into satanic cults? Those most oh, likely yeah, don't survive ever. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, and those, those are terrible. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes, I mean the kind of torture and the craziness and the cruelty to children, and they most likely don't survive if that's where they go. They don't necessarily go to. Uh, sex trafficking, like you said, they could be mafia, they could be gangs, but they could also be satanic cults. Those exist, and uh, I've I've learned some very bad things. I don't want to even repeat, uh, but I I understand that you received the Medal of Honor for bravery from the FBI, and congratulations, by the way, you're a very impressive lady. Can you tell us a little bit? How can we rescue trafficked children? How does that happen? So that was given to me um, actually by a special agent in uh, assistant special agent Tom Jones when I spoke at their youth um, empowerment summit in 2019 and he presented it to me as the challenge coin from the FBI and he presented it to me as a medal of honor for bravery um, I, he said we give this to people for their bravery I was flattered and honored and never received something that meant so much to me um, in terms of an award because I had sacrificed my life many times to help survivors become free. I talk about it a lot in the book, Stolen. Um, it's not something I recommend uh, like people trying to get into, per se. It's a calling. I don't go out looking for survivors. They actually, the opportunity to help people comes to me. I used to, when I first started, I would do outreach to juvenile jails and schools and truck stops and wherever there were at-risk children and they would come forward when I would share my story but then I didn't have time because so many were coming forward so now it's at the point where I don't even go out looking for them they just come to me I was at a church uh, meeting for um, for, it, it, it was called Boo Church in Miami, and there was a young girl that spoke to me after. I shared my testimony just in this small group asking for prayer, and she said, I think I'm being trafficked, and sure wow. enough, she was. And, you know, I am grateful to have this coveted, this, this um, very valuable relationship with the FBI, and I contacted them and I said, this young lady is in the process of being trafficked. So I don't even have to look for it. Now other agencies and other people contact me and ask me if I'll help them locate their child or locate uh, a loved one or someone who's missing. And so the last one was a young boy that was being trafficked, and I helped his 
grandmother and family and another advocate who's working on the case to locate him and he was saved and uh, I led him to faith in Jesus Christ and that was a blessing and he really turned his life around at that moment I felt like I had made a difference but it wasn't something I went looking for it was somebody called me and asked me would you help with this so exposure so exposure and awareness is important now these these trafficked children they go through so much they come sometimes feeling very broken and a lot of things uh, have to be um, it, it takes a while to, to repair and, and to get them to love themselves again. And so have you yeah. integrated, have you found it helpful to integrate God into the therapeutic process? Oh, absolutely. I integrate a relationship with the Lord because even though I may leave them, God will never leave them or forsake them. That's what Billy Graham told me when I got saved when I was thir- uh, before I got trafficked at 13 and that was the truth and that's what I tell young people if they're interested and most of the times they are uh, more than willing to pray and to receive the Lord because well, God gives hope I know that's and, the only thing that worked for me nothing can cure me no therapy no medications God was it yeah, and we're almost done with today's show. Thank you. Actually, we are done. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so thank you, Dr. Kat. Thank you for being with us today. Your world of information. Thank you so much for all that you do. You're, you're very much needed in today's world. Thank you. And remember, if this has happened to you, it's not your fault. And there is hope for you. But there is something everybody can do to stop trafficking. You can pray, you can give, you can serve. So find out what your role is and do it. If nothing at all, at least pray, right? So, but for more information on Dr. Kat Rosenblatt, author of Stolen, can be found on on our website, GodIsTheCure.com, under radio shows and guests. And guys, we'll finish with a prayer as we always do. Loving Father, we seek your divine protection for all who are exploited and enslaved for those enforced into labor, trafficked into sexual slavery, and denied freedom. We beseech you to release them from their chains. Grant them protection, safety, and empowerment. Restore their dignity and provide them a new beginning. Show us how we might end exploitation by addressing its causes. Help us reach out in support of victims and survivors of human trafficking. Make us instruments of your spirit for their liberation. For this we pray through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you to the wonderful people that work with us for having us on the air. And please do check out Robbie Dilmer's show, Kingdom Pursuit, at 11 a.m. Eastern, or as a podcast. Such a great sense of humor, personable, easygoing guy who discusses interesting topics with unique guests. This is Amy Cabo. You have been listening to The Cure. Thank you to our 
listeners for being with us. And until next Saturday, much love. Always give it your best. Be kind. Be true to yourself and others. Maintain your values. But most importantly, keep the faith. Thank you for listening to The Cure with Amy Cabo. For more information or to get Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure, or to listen to the podcast of previous shows, visit GodIsTheCure.com.